Welcome to the Chew Brewer Stew Podcast. Every other Sunday, we'll release an episode of the podcast featuring an interview with a business owner in the food industry. From restaurants, to breweries, to bakeries, and everything in between. We ask them about their journey and the process of becoming a successful business owner in hopes of helping others to do the same. I'm Mike Curtin, and the podcast starts now. Welcome to the Chew Brewer Stew Podcast. My name is Mike Curtin. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do so so you never miss another episode of the podcast. Don't forget to follow us on our social media accounts. All links to those and podcast platforms can be found on ChewBrewerStew.com. Thank you for joining us for episode number 12 of Chew Brewer Stew. Today I sit down with Dan Monteforte, owner of Swing Bellies in Long Beach, New York. Dan explains how one of the hardest things he had to deal with was trusting his recipes to someone else and letting go of the reins while he wasn't able to be at his restaurant. So here it is, episode number 12. I hope you enjoy it. Hey guys, I'm Mike Curtin, this is Chew Brewer Stew, and today I'm in Long Beach, New York at Swing Bellies with Dan Monteforti. Dan, Perfect. thank you for being with us. No problem, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the business? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm 39 years old. Um, I've been doing this most of my uh, life. It's been a career for me as far as uh, food and restaurant goes. Right. I started off um, bagel stores with my dad and then moved on to some catering business by myself. Um, and then I got involved in uh, some bartending in a place in Rockville Center and, and Swing Bellies. So uh, I was living around the corner and bartending a couple days a week. And I really wanted to get myself uh, involved into the restaurant business. And the opening chef from Swing Bellies was moving on to other things with his father, Larry Forgione. So he was looking to step out. And I had the opportunity to step in as the uh, as the pit master. I'd, I'd fallen in love with barbecue. I did some work of my own and worked with Brian. Um, went down to work with Mike Mills in um in where were we uh, in cape Girardeau, and uh i came back up and took over swing bellies i was scared to death to take over as a chef it was my would have been my first you know jobs as a chef right um aside from the the passion i had before but um you know so it was it was difficult but i i fell into it very naturally and i loved it and uh progressed from there you know from there i became a partner in some of the other ventures that we had with swing bellies and then um eventually moved on to to purchase the place uh in 2014. awesome hmm. now uh before we started you had said you had tried out some different places out in long island and different places but that they didn't do so well um well it, with swing bellies so what we had done was uh we had a couple of spinoffs we tried to open a place in florida inside a uh it was like a it's like a big market almost like a whole foods situation okay. um a guy owned the entire building and we were a kiosk inside of it so there was like a fish guy soup guy bread guy you know and then we were a barbecue kiosk okay and uh, we were actually received really well we had a line out the door we we're doing very well um it was the entire place that wasn't making it so he closed down his store and gotcha. uh, at the time we considered a brick and mortar spot for ourselves and mm -hmm. um it was just a flight back and forth there was uh you know three of us so we'd spend a week or two at a time each and it got to be a lot and we decided to reel it back in okay there was an opportunity for a um like a small quick serve concept of swing bellies in Limbrook, which is only, you know, a couple of towns over. So right. it seemed more logical to do that. And then um, that was around the same time we'd open a few months prior to uh, Hurricane Sandy. Gotcha. So Sandy happened and uh, took swing bellies Long Beach out from underneath us, which was paying for swing bellies Limbrook. Okay. So we tried to get that moving and going, but the, you know, I mean, cash was gone. What, what are we going to do? We got to rebuild Long Beach, you know, so just didn't work out in Limbrook and we had to close the doors. So just bad timing. Right. Pretty much. Was that uh, a tough thing to, to deal with? Like, uh, 
having to close someplace and the whole Sandy situation? I mean, closing a place in general, you put your heart and soul and building a place and, you know, especially when it's a product you, you believe in and live like, like I do swing bellies Mm -hmm. and, uh, to realize like that, that it's not going to work when, you know, you're like, how could it not work? You know what I mean? It's kind of a, uh, like a little uh, rude awakening that it's not all in your hands. There's a lot of other factors out there that could affect the the business, even, even though you have a good product, a good plan, and there's so many other things that could take it from you. So yeah, it was awakening. Um, and then it was difficult to figure out where we were going from there. Right. So when you, when you first decided to become pitmaster here or buy the place, the morale of your friends and family, what was that like? Uh, they were happy for me. They were super happy for me. I mean, yeah. um, you know, taking over the job of Swing Bellies, uh, the pitmaster here was awesome. It's kind of defined me at this point in my life. And, right. uh, you know, it's uh, everybody supported at the time. Um, my wife now, girlfriend then, who I, I met at Swing Belly, she was uh, really happy for me. And, uh, you know, it's provided a lot. You know, we have, well, we have a lot, and it's mostly because of Swing Bellies. Right. Now, how do you make family and business work for you? Uh, support at home is super important. You know, like Katie knows that, uh, she, her goals are in line with mine. She understands that, um, you know, the hours with the restaurant and all the restaurants for that matter, it's, it's difficult. You know, there's not like a a set schedule as much as you try and give yourself one for some sort of, you know, structure in your life. You know, the phone can ring at any given time with any given issue and, you know, staff helps with that, but but I think it's really just a support from friends and family. I do miss a lot, though. You know, right? Of I've, course, I have two young nieces, and it's tough. You know, when they have their birthdays, or and then it's always on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon, and right. we're packed at that time. So, of course, it's gotten easier as time's go- has gone on, and we have some really good staff uh, working for us. So, and, and good partners for that matter. Right. So, we're able to share some time. Is it important for you to take a mental break from everything? Mm. Absolutely, I am uh, an advent um, hunter and fisherman. Uh, so that's like my solace. I I get out and I go sit in a tree and a bow hunt or, you know, go out and catch some striped bass. And that kind of gives me a break from whatever's going on, you know, right. Phone's still on. (laughs) The phone is always on, but, uh, but yeah, that's a a good mental break for myself. What do you think so far has been the biggest lesson you learned, uh, since you, since you bought swing bellies? Uh, one of the biggest lessons is that, um, man, this is all, it's all you. So, um, when I, when I say you, I mean, you know, my partner's clearly, uh, involved in this, uh, the business is only going to be as big as, as we make it. The staff's only going to be as, as happy or as trained as, as we make them. Like you have to get up in the morning and you have to wake up before everybody else and motivate mm-hmm. them, you know, make sure that they're at work, make sure they feel good when they're at work. And you're kind of like a, uh, a cheerleader for everybody, regardless of what's going on in personal life or behind the scenes, um, like in the business bank account, you still got to put on a good face and make sure that everybody feels secure and comfortable in their job and know that, that they have your support. So right. I, that's an aspect of the business that you don't, when you're like, oh, I'm going to buy this restaurant. You're really excited. I'm going to sell booze. We're going to have fun. It's going to be, right. you know, all this food's going to come out. Like you don't realize that you really have to be the rock for all your employees and everybody around you. Right. Is there something above all that you never thought you were going to have to deal with when becoming the boss? Yeah, um, crying. <laughs> like, I don't deal. I don't deal well with crying at all. Like uh, we have um, yeah, a lot of different personalities that work for us, you know. And uh, I have pretty tough skin, I, and sometimes I might come off a little gruff, and I don't. I don't realize uh, that I do. So right. um, when I tell people some certain things, 
uh, the way that I feel that it should be told to them, and then they look back at me with the like welled up eyes. I, I don't, I don't mean, like, I don't know what to do. You got, you have to deal with that. And, yeah, right. <laughs> so that's one thing I didn't think I'd have to deal with is that that real, um, that intimate personal aspect of the business. Right. And uh, what would you say was one of the hardest adjustments you had to make? I would say adjusting to as as we grew, um, we're so used to being uh, like a hands-on operating owner and, and like, you know, working in the kitchen. I was in the, you know, I had a schedule. I was in the kitchen every day and like the pit was mine. And I think relinquishing some of that control as we grew, as we purchased other restaurants and, and I, I didn't have a, like a real schedule. I had to hire somebody and, and, and then let trust my recipes in their hands. And uh, that right. was by far the hardest thing for us or, you know, for me uh, personally, because that's, that's where my heart is, is in the kitchen. Right. So to walk back there and see somebody making my food and, and not knowing, ah, did he, how much rub did he put on it today? You know what I mean? Did he really listen to me? And, and you know, it's been great because I'll, I'll taste it. I quality control. I eat brisket every morning. Right. Uh, you know, I'm the first well, guy in here. It's amazing. Tasting it. When <laughs> yeah. So so that's really the, the thing for me. The adjustment would be uh, letting go of the reins a little bit in right. the kitchen. Are you, are you always looking for better recipes and, and kind of like experimenting? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, 100%. I, I think that if you um, if you close the doors to things that are outside, you don't know like what your neighbor's doing. or There's, there's so many talented guys out there making barbecue. Um, it's good to see like different techniques. If you're only just looking at what you're doing, how are you ever going to make yourself better? So, uh, right. you know, I, we constantly run around eating and, um, and testing. You know, yeah, always. What qualities do you possess that make you a good owner? Uh, I would have to say passion That's number one is okay. that, uh, I, this is, uh, you know, aside from wife and family, um, this is the, the most important thing that I got going on. Right. So, so I think that's passion. I don't without it, I don't think there's any possibility of success. Okay. Who would you say inspired you the most? Uh, that's tough. I think my mom's going to see this. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, uh, my family's always, they're all hard workers. My, my father, uh, he had his own businesses and to, to see the drive that it took and, and some of the things that he missed, uh, owning his own businesses. That was, was definitely an inspiration. Uh, I learned a lot from him, you know, what to do, what not to do. Um, in the business though, I would, I would say, uh, it's a combination of, of, um, three different chefs were, uh, had their own little mark on what I got going on. This guy, uh, Joel Oberlander, um, he owned a place called uh, Cardiff and Rockwell Center, uh, Encyclopedia of Information. And, um, you know, I, I definitely learned a lot from him and more Southern California style cuisine. So you'll see that, that, that shine through in some of my cooking. Right. Um, and then, uh, the other one would have to be Brian Forgione, who, who, um, you know, I learned from barbecue from, and, um, and then the other one would be Alexis Trophies right down the street on, um, Lost and Found. Okay. Uh, we worked together for a short period of time here and we've just been really close friends. And I'd say that he's, Definitely one of the most talented guys on the island, you know, on our little island for awesome. sure. Um, so, you know, we have a little brainstorm sessions here and there. We'll go drink a bottle of uh, tequila or bourbon, whatever, and, yeah. uh, and just talk about cooking. So Alexis has always been an inspiration for me. Gotcha. Uh, was there a defining moment of success for you? Um, I think I think it was an early onset feeling of uh, success. When we got married, my, my so we were we were going through the purchase of Swing Bellies in uh, 2014 and uh like that, we were going through that as we were going through the wedding planning process and such. And um, we got married in, in December and um, we flew out for a honeymoon like a week later. And at the time, we were, 
we had all the paperwork signed. There was some things at the end that we needed to get finished up. And uh, we were taking off for the honeymoon. And I got a call from my partner. Basically said it's done. And that made me feel like here we are. You know what I mean? Swing right. Bellies is finally uh, mine. The Swing Bellies in Long Beach is mine. You know what I mean? And yeah, that, that was right. a big thing. And I say our early onset because there's been levels of success after that. You know what I mean? Okay. I think every little goal that we set for ourselves that we reach is like, oh, I can't believe we're actually doing this. And right. You look back and you go, going, damn, I just was a guy cooking in a kitchen. At one is there time, a specific you know? definition for you of, of success? Uh, a quality of life is uh, it's quality of life. Like as I get to spend a little more time with, with my wife and family right. and, and the wheels keep turning and we grow, then, then that's kind of uh, – I mean, at any given in the summertime, let's say, because it's our busiest time, we we have a hundred and something employees, you know, and and that that is right. a for me that's success. You get to watch other people's lives grow, you right. know. So I enjoy that. Is there a stressfulness to having to know your people's livelihoods? Ah, uh, yeah, it is. It yeah, that is stressful because um, especially it's one thing to have some part time, which we do. Uh, you right. know, they're in college and they make them a couple bucks for beer money and such. So. It's kind of easier, but you know, there we have full-time employees that that rely, their family relies on the money they make from our place. So, like, right. you know, if we're not making the money and I can't pay them, then that affects all the way down the line, and um, and it absolutely does. And especially swing bellies in Long Beach, the seasonality of it. Um, you know, we we over, I shouldn't say we overpay, but we we don't we don't do that cutback. You know what I mean? In the in the winter time, where we should, we probably should, but, right. but as owners, we give up and allow our staff to continue to make money, and and we always look for other work for them, whatever we can do to keep them busy. The last thing I want to do is lay anybody off. Gotcha. What are your strategies for marketing for Swing Bellies? Uh, So we're, Long Beach is like its own little entity down here and um, like real grassroots kind of stuff. Uh, We are the marketing, I think. We're we're heavily, excuse me, heavily involved in the community. Okay. Um, We don't say no to charities. We we have a charity golf outing every year and- um, It's awesome. Yeah, I think it's just kind of like that neighborhood. Um, we're around, we're here for you, and we're gonna you're giving to us, and we're gonna give back to you, and, and staying relevant here in Long Beach. Um, outside of that, you know, social media is a big thing. You know, we we try not to. We we've actually, I should say, we've been we've been super lucky in the fact that people say good things about us. And yeah. when I say that, like, you know, we have uh, Newsday or or you know, people like you reaching out, and um, and that's kind of our marketing. Uh, I, I feel like that's slower growth but it's real loyal growth it's a nice foundation to it right so you have uh kind of your foot in different businesses as well around long beach yeah yeah um, how do you go about balancing all those uh it's it's difficult one of them's with family so that that's interesting always okay. you know i mean the emotions run high when it's like that you know right, he's right. not just my partner he's my my uh my brother and uh and younger at that point so okay um, and, and um so it's a, it's a little difficult, but we kind of divide time where I know that, like, you know, like t- Tuesdays, Wednesdays, I have to be available for the sandwich shop. And, okay. you know, the mornings I'm at Swing Bellies and, and then our place in Garden City, that's generally like a, an afternoon or an appointment kind of thing. Because I have uh, our partner, Rich, is, is really the spearhead of that place. So, okay. you know, if he needs us, we're up there and, and there's always some passing through. But it's all scheduling. And, and I think all the partners being open to uh, compromise on, you know, where you're going to be. Right. And, uh, what advice would you give to somebody that wanted to open their own place? Uh, think long and hard, man. You know, have a have a direct plan. You, you gotta you gotta hit the ground running. Have a direct plan and and have an, enough money to to carry you through the hard times. Because you don't open the door. It's not like a jack in a box of cash. It doesn't happen. So right. 
you know, whether you get in at a, at a, a decent you know, value, you know, like uh, if it doesn't cost you that much money um, or you sink a million bucks into a place or more, um, you got to make sure that you're able to sustain rent. Rent doesn't stop. Um, you know, sales tax is not your money. Make, make sure you put aside right. for your sales tax so it doesn't hit you bad. And, uh, you know, um, and you got to keep your employees paid. So everybody's got to get paid first. Money, money, money. Make sure you got it. Right. That's what I would say. Okay. And did you have a funny story to tell us about your time in the business? I mean, I got uh, a million stories, but there's always <laughs> there's always one that sticks out. And um, like I'm actually asked to tell it once in a while is uh, there was this lady who came here um, on a busy summer day and um, she ordered a salad, our big salad, which is, you know, it's got everything in it. It's basically everything but lettuce. There's a little bit of lettuce on the bottom, <laughs> okay. right? So uh, it's, you're at a barbecue place. Uh, she added shrimp to the salad and... Um, so I was called out to the table. So there's a lady out here who's unhappy with her with her bill, and uh, I went out to go talk to her. And uh, she wanted to complain about the cost of the shrimp. It was a dollar per shrimp. She added four shrimp, so it was a four dollar charge on it. Okay. Okay. So uh, long story short, she had eaten everything. They ate the salad, ate the shrimp, and it's clearly marked on her menu: add shrimp, one dollar shrimp. You know? Right. And uh, and she wanted to argue after the fact. And I said, look, I, there's really nothing I could do. Did you enjoy the salad? She said yes, and she's just not happy with the dollar of shrimp. And she told me, do you know what shrimp costs in the supermarket? I'm like, I know exactly what shrimp costs. And, right. and now that's a crowded place and everybody's kind of seeing what's going on. And this, this woman's uh, husband was eating like with his head in his dish. He didn't want, uh, <laughs> you any, know what I mean? And like, oh, oh my God, this happens all the time. Like that kind of thing. All right. So she wound up calling the cops on herself. She was, she didn't want to pay the bill. I told you, you got to pay the bill. She's like, I'm going to call the cops. The cops came and, and the, and the cop, she was outside screaming and yelling about the shrimp. And the cop was like, you got to pay the bill <laughs> or you're going to get in the back of the car. So it was pretty funny. And the, um, I wound up buying her husband's uh, dinner because I said, uh, I'm sorry, you have to deal with this all the time. So I paid for his and sent them on the way and the, and the restaurant clapped. So I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> well, Dad, thank you very much for being with us. Thank you. All right. I'm Mike Curtin for True Brewer Stew. I'm here with Dan at Swing Valley's out in Long Beach. Thanks again, man. Hey, Mike, thanks, man. Appreciate Good it. Good time. Hey, guys. So that was the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you're able to take something away from that interview as you will with every interview. A special thanks again goes out to Dan Monteforti from Swingbillies in Long Beach, New York. If you're ever out in Long Beach soaking up some rays or catching some waves, be sure to stop by Swingbillies for some amazing barbecue. Dan's recipes will definitely have you coming back for more. Every other Sunday I'll be posting a new podcast, so stay tuned and like I said, subscribe, and you'll never miss another episode. Don't forget to follow us on our social media accounts for video clips of the interviews. Also, if there's something you're curious about knowing from the owners, then I want to ask it. You can email me directly at ChewBrewerStew.com. Once again, I'm Mike Curtin for Chew Brewer Stew. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.